Hello everybody, my name is Brittany Chalk and you're listening to A Dancer's Guide. Well, welcome back to the Dancer's Guide podcast. Joining me today is the final guest of season one and someone I have personally known for a very long time. She is both a professional dancer and successful videographer with many, many credits to her name. Based in LA, her work ranges from syncopated ladies to NYCDA to Nike, and I'm pretty sure we'll continue to see many great things from her as time goes on. This tap queen has been recognized by the one and only Missy Elliott, and I'm so excited to have her on the show today. So with that being said, I'm thrilled to introduce Becca Nelson. Hi, Becca. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yes, I'm super excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's such a pleasure. Well, why don't you start off by introducing yourself just a little bit? Okay. Um, well, like you said, my name is Becca. Um, I am originally from Florida, and that's how we know each other. And uh, let's see, I live in Los Angeles now uh, via Washington, D.C., where I went to college. And uh, I've been in L.A. for... I guess we're going on six years now in January. Holy smokes. Six <laughs> years. And I am a professional dancer, videographer, director out here on the West Coast. Amazing. Yes. Yeah, so like you said, we do know each other from Florida and we met at Tina's, right? We met at Tina's Dance Academy. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Like so far back. Yeah. Tina's Dance Academy, I think, dancing yeah. on the tile. Yeah. And then mom opened a studio yeah. and then I went to your mom's studio. Yeah, it's so, so crazy. I know. It, it's insane. And I remember like pictures of us. I'm like, yeah. we went trick-or-treating together one year. Like, right. it's crazy. And then and then we kind of, did you move away? I don't know what happened. I did. Yeah, I moved to Philly Okay. when I was in high school and I finished out high school in Philly. And that's how I kind of ended up in D.C. because it right. was, you know, it was like far enough, but close enough. And uh, so, and at that time... I, you know, I thought I was going to be pursuing, you know, math. That's what I went to college for. I went to school for math and economics. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, but then we went full throttle on this career. And fortunately, yeah. things have worked out. <laughs> good, good, good. Oh, can't complain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then we obviously just like once we both became professional dancers, right. we kind of like were in the same circles again and yeah. found each other again. And it's just, it's exactly. crazy. No, this world is so, I can't tell you how many times that's happened. You know, when we grow up as dancers and our teachers tell us like the dance world is so small, you know, everyone you meet is going to come back around. When I tell you that that is so true, I have worked on jobs with like guest teachers that came to Little Spring Hill, Florida, and now we dance together. And it's just like, I would have never imagined that, you know, you don't get it as a kid. But these are big facts. Yeah. So kids, take that seriously. <laughs> <laughs> and that's special, because it's even like making relationships when you're young that are going to come back around eventually. Right. Yeah, and people will remember. Mm-hmm, and exactly. what's even crazier is I know of Maude Arnold, who was just my last guest on the last episode, because of you, because you work with her oh, okay. um, a lot as, as a yeah. performer and as a videographer right. yeah. for Syncopated Ladies. And so I'm so glad that like mm-hmm. I got to speak with both of you on, on this. It was such a full circle moment for me when she wanted to come on the show. And That's I was cool. like, this yeah. is nuts. <laughs> um, but anyways, can you share more of your unique dance journey with us? Uh, basically... After you left my mom's studio, where'd you go? Yeah. Um, so I don't remember the super clear details, but I yeah. did end up at John Leggio's in Spring Hill. Okay. And that was where I, you know, got the majority of my training. I stayed there until I left Florida. And 
I had a really unique training experience, I think, there because it shifted my focus. That studio wasn't, you know, they didn't compete. It was all very much like industry related. So um, he had an interesting background on Broadway. And so he kind of brought that to Florida. So I got really into musical theater. And then, you know, tap dancing was always, you know, my thing. So we had a, a great tap teacher. Her name was Katie. And another teacher, Kara, who, you know, interestingly enough, now I go and teach at the studio she choreographs for in Memphis every year and get to spend time with her, which is really, really dope. So ended up going to that studio and a lot of choreographers. He was great because he brought in choreographers and did little mini conventions and stuff for us. Um, I didn't, you know, attend a lot of conventions and competitions just because I didn't grow up with a lot of financial access to things. So that was kind of like falling into his studio was a bit of a blessing. And um, I started teaching really young. Um, It was something that I always liked doing. So that has kind of carried me through once I moved to DC and Philly, I was teaching dance when I went to college, teaching dance to kind of pay my way through school. And then I would say, you know, I did say that I went to school for math and economics, but there was always that thing tugging at me, basically, like pursue this, pursue this, pursue this. It just wasn't I don't come from a family that was supportive of that so it was like I needed to have a mainstream job and you know I was always really intelligent so school just seemed like a clear thing you know what I mean Mm -hmm. anyway it was probably like halfway through college I was finally like nope I'm doing this like this is I'm gonna pursue dance and at the time I was like focused on just dance but I was always interested in like you know once YouTube became a thing when we were in high like when I was back in high school I was constantly like bringing this like janky laptop I had to the studio and like showing people the dance videos. Yeah. And I was just so enthralled by this. And I think, you know, as my time after I graduated college, I spent like two years touring with this dance company. We went to like, you know, Italy, Turkey, Japan. I was kind of all over oh, the place, wow. um, but still based in D.C. And I thought my vision was like I'm moving to New York City. Because I love New York. I love New York City. Yeah. And I thought that that was going to be it for me. Like, okay, I'll move here. And it was one visit to LA and I was like, oh, no, I'm moving to LA. (laughs) I visited LA once and I was like, oh, no, I'm moving to LA. Like, Mm. it was so clear to me. I knew nobody. I didn't have any connections when I moved here. I kind of knew Maude because I had choreographed a commercial for Utz Potato Chips that she was in. So we knew each other. And, like, I had done the Sync Ladies workshops and yada, yada, yada. But it's not like, you know, when I moved to L.A., they were, like, fast friends. And, you know, we were just hitting the ground running because we had this history. So, you know, gambled everything, moved out to L.A., lived in a crazy apartment crazy risky apartment I will add that (laughs) and just kind of hit the ground running I knew once I left DC I had bought I'd use like my last little bit of money to buy a camera because I was like I want to get into shooting you know what I mean I I love dance on film and this is something that I feel like you know I could pursue Hmm. and once I got here I started with Chloe and Maude I went to their brother's uh, trainer and I went to a workout class of his at the beach And I basically lied and told them that I already knew what I was doing, that I was already a shooter, I was already a videographer. Fake it till you make it. Exactly. Fake it till you make it. And they took a chance. They had me come. The first thing I did was they 
shot this super viral formation tap dance video. I shot the behind the scenes for that. So that was kind of how I started with them. I wasn't the shooter of that video. I didn't create that, mm-hmm. but I was on that set with the production company, um, Buckets Moving Company, and he's amazing. His name's Alex, and he works for, um, like, he does a lot of stuff in Nashville with Country Music Awards and yada, yada, yada. Cool. He's great. But I was just on that set, and through them, just doing all the behind the scenes for everything and yada, 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 I just, like, honed my skills with the videography stuff. And I think it was, like, within a year that I probably shot, like, an actual project for them. Um, which was this tap dance video called Rise Up. It was on this rooftop. They were in all white. That was the first video I ever did, like my real video. Right. And then from there, I I don't know. It's been like, it's been just a crazy whirlwind of hard work and things kind of falling into place, but emphasis on the hard work. Yeah, definitely. And then in the meantime, I'm still dancing and um, was fortunate to, you know, start working on some television shows and, um all going on yeah that's that now we're here (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) I don't know I probably trailed off a little there but yeah no that's amazing I'd love for you to share some of your uh, other experiences as a videographer what other projects have you worked on maybe some of your favorite (laughs) all right oh um (laughs) ha there's so many things um I really like so most recently and this is crazy that this all came together during a pandemic but I have been saying forever because I'm a sneakerhead that I want to work for Nike. Yes. And one of my friends who's also a syncopated lady, Anissa Lee, is part of like the promotional team for Foot Locker women, specifically for their Nike brand. And so through that, the power of your sister friends, um, she has kind of tied me into shooting content for them so I've started doing you know promo videos for Nike sneakers which I love so those (laughs) have all been really great because I just love sneakers and you know I I do a lot of fun stuff with sync ladies you guys get to see a lot of it but there's also some things that like you know don't ever really get released to the public if they're for like a corporate job um but I will say probably my favorite favorite shoot of theirs oh this is hard oh my gosh um uh, I'm gonna say something and then in 10 minutes be like oh wait but I really like that one I don't know I love rise up I think because rise up was just so early on and everything was so like new to me that it just I don't know it holds a special place in my mind right I mean it was the first thing I ever like directed I took the reins and was like and funny story we created that entire video from shooting until release in less than 24 hours oh wow yeah and I think that's also part of the reason why I got pretty decent with my skills really fast because there was just so much work with them that needed to be turned around so fast mm. that I ha- I was like pushed to like figure this out figure it out fast and execute fast right trial by fire <laughs> exactly exactly got thrown right in yeah I work with a dance convention called uh, NYCDA New York City Dance Alliance yeah And I love working with them because, you know, at the end of the day, I am a dancer and I love, like, I just, I love dance. I love watching dance, (laughs) dancing. Um, And so getting to shoot, you know, every weekend with these incredible kids and the faculty is amazing. Yeah. It's such a gift. You know what I mean? Like Susie Taylor, Andy Pellick, Joey Dowling, like being welcomed into their space and allowed to capture them 
with no restrictions is something I'm so fortunate to be able to do. Um, and honestly, like every weekend that I go out, I'm just super excited. So that I, yeah, I really can't complain. I haven't done anything terrible, honestly. <laughs> Good. That That's a great track record to have. Yeah. Um, so you travel around with um, uh, New York City Dance Alliance every weekend? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, up until, you know, this year's a little weird because we're yeah. in pandemic. So, um, but yeah, I will fly out unless I have work going on here or, you know, I'm on a gig or whatever. I'll fly out to the city and shoot Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I only shoot convention. I don't really do anything with their competition, hmm. but... um. Yeah, it's cool. like a dream gig. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> yeah. amazing. I, I've seen yeah. some of your work on your Instagram. Sweet. So you you also do like workshops with the the kids um, that attend the the conventions about dancing on camera. Is that? Yes, we started the dance on camera thing with NYCDA last season, I believe. Um, but it's something that I'd had in the works, and I'd also started doing at certain dance studios, like during the summers. I will go to different dance studios and choreograph solos and yada, you know, that whole like situation. Yeah. A friend of mine at one of the studios in DC was kind of like, can we do a dance on camera intensive? Have you ever thought about it? Her name uh, is Nicole Collette and she's amazing. And I was like, yeah, like I've thought about it, but you, when you have 20,000 things going on all the time, it's like your brain power is like so limited on things. Yeah. So anyway, we curated this dance on camera intensive probably three years ago now and NYCDA, in conjunction with Tony Testa, a faculty member with NYCDA, we started doing it at their, like, special. They do, like, these Friday night sessions where it's sometimes, like, a guest choreographer who's not NYCDA faculty, someone that might be local to the city or, like, in a company around the area. So there, it's, like, this special time. So we, we did this dance on camera intensive, and it focuses on both the in front of the camera and behind the camera which I think is something that you know a unique perspective that Mm. someone like myself and Tony can kind of bring to the table because we've been both in front and behind the camera and you actually are one of the first people to officially hear about this during this fun pandemic we've kind of packaged up this whole intensive and turned it into a web series that we'll be releasing (gasps) in probably the next week. Woo-hoo. So stay tuned for that. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be great. Got the scoop. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the first official announcement of that content coming your way. Absolutely. Well, I'm honored to have announced that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, what are some of the things that you tell the students um, in these workshops? So, you know, we touch on both things, in front of the camera, behind the camera. Basically, mm-hmm. the kids... You know, they'll pair off. And since everybody and their mama has an iPhone now, we let the kids have their iPhones out to shoot. And we go through, you know, we'll usually teach the kids, you know, a short phrase of choreography, something that's like, you know, level friendly. So it's not like they're struggling with these steps. Um, But things that incorporate movement with the camera, staging, levels, different things like that. Um, You know, dynamics some like smaller movement, bigger movement. Um, And then we kind of demonstrate, you know, Tony and I, after getting the movement out, how to effectively film that. Mm. Because, you know, a really important part of shooting dance on camera is the relationship between the videographer and the dancer. It can't just be like a disconnect. You know what I mean? You are, something I say a lot is like, you are dancing with each other. Right. You know what I mean? 
And that's so, so important to get a sort of like in syncness between the movement of the camera and the movement of the dancer. So we go over what camera movements complement certain types of dance movements. You know, there's little tips and tricks about, you know, if a dancer's turning, how should the camera move? You know what I mean? Like, should they move in the same direction as the turn? Should they move opposite of the turn? It's just like little tips and tricks. And this is all stuff that's also talked about, you know, in this series coming out. Cool. But, um, and then as well as, you know, just as basic as keep the subject centered. You know what I mean? Because mm. there are some people who just like, they just kind of hold the camera and expect it's just going to get it. <laughs> right. Because I mean? it's got a lens and it's going to capture what's going on. Yeah. And then for dancers, you know, we kind of talk about, I know you'd ask, we'll probably touch on this later, about, you know, when you're auditioning and you're dancing for a camera, it's like, you know, how to be comfortable, but not like super focused, you know what I mean, where you have the crazy eyes staring at the lens, yeah. or then you like freeze up and you forget everything, you know, just different like tips to avoid that right. from happening. Yeah, that's definitely a thing that happens. Yeah. Um, usually if you get to the final round of an audition, mm-hmm. they'll want to film you so that they can take that back to their production offices and yep. rewatch and give it to people who haven't been at the live auditions. And for me, I always felt so nervous, like when they pulled out that camera, that it was like this extra level of pressure. And I felt like there was no room for error because it was on film and yeah. this was the final... It's forever. It, yeah, it's forever. And it was maybe a determining factor of whether I booked the job or not. And yeah, so so I guess what advice would you have to give dancers in that sort of situation in terms of, I guess, trying to overcome nerves and building that confidence or harnessing that confidence in that moment? I will say that everybody goes through it. Yeah, I can say that Oddly enough, one of the biggest things I went through as a dancer was, you know, how big, you know, how big class videos are now. Every dance class you take, you're mm-hmm. filmed. Yep. There's a camera that comes in for the last 15, sometimes 30 minutes, and it, you're just dancing for this camera. And I went through personally, like a period of time where I just could not, like, I would forget everything when the <laughs> camera came out. Yeah. And that's sanity to me because it's like I have the memory of I don't I'm trying to think of an animal that has really good memory but a really good memory moral of the story really good memory I pick up really fast and for a camera to come in and just shake me like that it was so frustrating like I I just could I was like what is wrong with you like what is wrong with you no that happens to a lot of performers I felt the same it was like yeah or if you asked me to like change directions or like messed me up somehow I was like I forget everything I was like why is this happening yeah and it but and the weirdest thing was is that I could be on a job and not have a problem Hmm. I could be on a gig 12 cameras around me and be fine right so what I realized after trying to work through that um and this is kind of this is what I share with people because a lot of kids have this problem too is a what happens is what happens stop putting so much pressure on yourself that's the thing we just put so much pressure on ourselves because we have aspirations for what this video is going to be either it's going to end up on someone's viral YouTube or we're going to put it on Instagram or someone's going to put it on Instagram and then we're going to look crazy. Just stop thinking about that. Get out of your own head. The camera is there to capture you. You're not there to impress the camera. And I think that's where sometimes we like, we just need to take the control back. Basically we're the talent. 
the camera's there for us. The casting director's there for us. You know what I mean? They want to see us. So just be you. And whatever that is, is going to be good enough. Right. So that's wonderful advice. Yeah. You just take the control back and take the pressure off. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like we turn into these pressure cookers and then we just pop and it's like, oh, my God. Right. Right. And then we blank and that's what's on camera. (laughs) And that's what gets captured. And that's not who we are. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Well, along the same lines, so what are some of the best practices for dancing on camera? Things like body angles, how to interact with the camera, and again, building that confidence. I'm I'm sure practice goes into it for any on-camera situation. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly what you just said. Practicing, that's the other really important thing to get over messing up on camera. Mess up a lot. Yeah. Do it a lot. Don't avoid the camera once you start messing up. Push yourself to break through that. It's literally a muscle that you just have to exercise. And I would say the biggest difference between performing on stage and performing on camera is that a camera lens is different than like the human eye because it flattens everything out. So we have the ability to like see depth and we see dimension. On camera, it just becomes one-dimensional. So everything in general that you do needs to be 10 times bigger. And I think that's something really important that people tend to, unfortunately, learn via trial and error after either paying for a video or getting on video and thinking that they're slaying. And then they look at it and it's like, I look like I'm not even doing anything. Like, what's going on? So you need to know that going into it. Everything needs to be bigger because movement just gets squashed. It just gets flattened out. Um, Holding yourself on camera for women, I love a bevel. You know what I mean? Like standing normally, sometimes it falls right into line with the fact that the camera just squishes everything. You'll look frumpy. Mm. So, you know, if we're just talking about lines and stuff on camera, pull up. Yeah. You just have to think everything needs to be a little dramatized. Okay. But also you know, be yourself. You have to figure out, you know, in your practice of doing things on camera, you should not only focus on how to execute dance steps and make them look good, you should figure out what your character is. How do you interact with the camera and what's natural for you? Because we can all hit steps, but the things that make us watch certain dancers over others over and over and over again is the little nuances and how they communicate with their eyes. Eye contact is so important, knowing whether to look at that camera lens, which feels so weird, you know what I mean? You're just staring down this black barrel. Yeah. Or looking beyond, like, what does that do? And as odd as it feels, you know, if you want to connect with somebody, you have to look down that barrel. Right, right. And somehow realize in your head that that's somebody's eyes. Mm. By staring away from that camera, it's like you're not connecting with anybody. So little little things like that yeah yeah no that's great well as a videographer um maybe on a larger video shoot for artists do you collaborate with the artists on yeah both the dancing and the videography um to complement each other rather than kind of overpowering one another and I know you said you kind of it's like a dance like a little duet I love that (laughs) yeah always 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 I mean there's so much planning that goes into the majority of videos, especially bigger videos that you see with lighting and, you know, different locations and da da da. I personally always like to know choreography before. Mm. If I end up, you know, on set and I haven't seen something yet because 
you know, I am a dancer, I pick up on things really fast. So it's like, I can see a couple eight counts and know, okay, they're going this way, then that way, then they're backing up. Da, da, da. So yeah, there's a lot of collaboration. If it's something like a music video prior to, you know, we storyboard, we make shot lists, we have everything planned out prior because when you get onto a set, no matter how small or big or how many hands you have, assistants, things always go wrong. Mm. Always. Like, you just have to. And at this point, it's really important to just your stress level needs to stay low because I can't. Oh, wow. this is a funny story. I'll share it later. But things will always go wrong. So you want to have everything you need to do planned out so that you're not also trying to pull in your head like creative shots to do yeah nail that thing down before you even get there and then you know usually on set what tends to happen is I'll walk through shots and you know the person whoever the you know the choreographer is can kind of watch it on a monitor and be like okay yeah I like that angle let's fix that let's change that yeah I mean there's always collaboration I don't think I really normally walk into something like having no knowledge of anything I always know you know what's what's about to go down yeah what's going down (laughs) (laughs) no that's good that there's a lot of organization that goes on even before you shoot oh so much yeah there's so much planning that goes on even if it's just you know, a little dance video. And if I get there and it is something where it's, you know, a lot of the stuff with sync ladies, it's like, we'll get there. I'll see the choreography and I'll be like, okay, that's a moment right there. Let's just tweak it a little bit for camera. You know, I do that constantly. Right. And because, you know, a lot of the times we're not always thinking like, what's this going to look like on camera? We're, we're setting choreography that feels good. And then, you know, I come in and kind of like tweak it here and there to make sure that it reads. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic to have an eye like that because I think, yeah, you, you compliment the artists. The artists might not exactly know how to choreograph for something that's going to be on film. And then you can come in and give that advice, which is, I think, fantastic. Exactly. So I know you've done some work on TV and you've, you've kind of touched on this a little bit. I'm getting from you that videography has helped you as a dancer and being a dancer has actually helped you when you're shooting things. It's a back and forth for you. Yeah. So I guess my question was, has it (laughs) helped you being behind the camera and in what ways has it helped you? Oh, definitely. I think, yeah, like you said, both things have contributed to the other like immensely. Yeah. And I tell this to dancers too that we have such a unique perspective and set of skills you know what I mean the way we learn if you grow up as a dancer you're just throwing steps constantly and you somehow navigate how to pick those up in no time it's that ability to pick up quickly and to understand what movement is going to do before it happens that gives us such a strength as a shooter and so whenever I hear you know young dancers are like we want to get into something like that. I'm always just like go 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 like do it yeah you you can figure out the tech stuff along the way right but your vision um is going to be so important and being on <laughs> no shade because I love you know being on large sets and stuff but when I get onto CBS's lot or you know on a commercial shoot or something and I see how many people it takes to like execute something that we as artists could do right away mm-hmm. oh girl <laughs> just like okay you know what I mean we, we can do this <laughs> right yeah and I think my favorite part too about being you know getting to be on those larger sets is just I get to see 
how the real stuff works. You mm. know what I mean? How million dollar projects work. And it just opens my mind of like, okay, this is the process that they use. Let's copy and paste that thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. A team who's a lot of the times very skilled and able ourselves. It's just a lot of people don't get that experience. So, you know, I'm really fortunate that I have been in the situations I have been and I try to take everything that I learn and just share it with people because honestly knowledge is power yes the more the merrier yes you know absolutely yeah did you have a funny story to share yeah no I was <laughs> I was thinking about stressful things that happen and I mean it's like every shoot something's falling apart but there was this oh my god this it was the first show I had ever like directed all the you know the video content that goes on the screen it was at our big Ford amphitheater in Hollywood mm. and um it was a sync ladies live show and I mean everybody who's everybody was there like Shonda Rhimes Debbie Allen like they were all there and this was like and in addition to creating all that content I was also running the show physically (gasps) like physically running the show as well as dancing oh my gosh it was so much and so right before the show you know we're making changes like literally I'm backstage like having somebody do my hair and I'm editing content oh my God. and trying to get things to export so stressful I had things exporting someone knocks my charger out of the wall my computer dies we ended up starting the show like 45 minutes late because of that and it's like oh my god yeah. you know everything could have gone wrong and then you know, we start the show, I get on stage and I'm like back, you know, there's a live band on stage and I'm back basically like within the band running everything from my computer, you know what I mean? Like getting the screen, getting the sound, yada, yada, yada. I'm on a headset and I like hit play to start this thing. There's no sound. No. So it's a giant video on this. I mean, the Ford Amphitheater is massive and it's this giant video playing and there's no sound. When I tell you like, Oh my God. Yeah. So things go wrong. (laughs) Stress will be at all time highs. However, it's usually always worth it. And by usually always like always worth it. Yeah. 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 Amazing. That's why planning is so important because things like that will happen. Yeah. Yeah. Especially uh, worse things would happen if you don't plan. Exactly. It's like if (laughs) you hadn't had, you know, so many things together, it's like, oh my God. Like, yeah. Oh, I can't even imagine. Yeah. (laughs) Well, one thing you said I want to touch on is that dancing on camera is a skill. Yeah. It takes practice and it's always been a thing in our industry, but I think even more so now um, with everything going digital. I just wanted to get the point across that it is a skill, that it's something that doesn't just come to you as as like dance. Um, you, you don't just pick up one day and you're great. So yeah, it's a muscle. You're right. Exactly. Well, with COVID-19, we've seen a significant shift, like I said, in our industry going from live performances to now creating digital art. So from a videographer's standpoint, what are some tips you could give to those who wish to film some dance projects? Yeah, I mean, do it. Yeah. Go after your craziest visions. And, you know, there's no too early place to start. You're not going to nail it on the first try, but you need to start so that you can build upon whatever that foundation level is you just set. I would say that don't stress if you can't afford that nice camera or that nice lighting. There's always a way. We all have iPhones. And if you're creative, you have a vision that you don't need a $10,000, $20,000 camera to bring to life. The earliest stuff I shot was like, $50 
that Rise Up video was shot with an Osmo. Wow. It wasn't even a real camera. <laughs> yeah, like, that's the thing. And, I mean, my first camera was, like, you know, a little starter. Yeah. But, yeah, don't get discouraged if you can't, you know. I know a lot of people are like, we can't afford that gear or, like, we can't mm. do that. This has been a, a common question. People keep messaging me about those tube lights because everybody's got the tube lights, those, like, straight line lights. And it's like, yeah. Oh yeah, how much are those? Well, $4,000. Like they're very very expensive. But you can make alternatives. You know what I mean? So just be creative and check out my series. It's going to have a lot of tips for how to film yourself. Yes. Shameless plug. <laughs> yeah, I, I would just say go for it. Go for it. Use what you have at your disposal. You have more than enough. Yeah. I think that's where a lot of people get discouraged is they're like, "We don't have cameras, we don't have lights." It's okay. Like, trust me, you can make some really dope stuff with things that are readily available to all of us nowadays. Yeah, amazing. Well, would you have any other advice for performers who may also be interested in taking up videography alongside their dancing career? Yeah, I say try it. I would say that, you know, one of the biggest things I learned coming out here is diversify your skills because dance is amazing. But and we all hear this, and we want to stay in denial about it, your body is going to have an expiration date. Unless you are built like Eartha Robinson, Debbie Allen, you're not going to have a 12, 6 o'clock until you're 50. You know what I mean? You're going to have to figure out, okay, what else can I do? Dance, for me, has been the door to things. And I, it's not that I've signed off dancing I haven't stopped dancing I will never stop dancing you know what I mean like I'll never be one of those people that's like I've retired absolutely not but dance has been the door to get me to so many other amazing things that fortunately still incorporate dance so I'm around what I love all the time which is great absolutely so yeah do it don't be afraid that like you know I know a lot of us we hear especially when we're younger like you need to have a plan b And I hate that. Don't tell me I need to have a plan B. You know what I mean? I was so against that. Yeah. And it's like, no, you just need to have a lot of plan A's. Definitely. That's the thing. And if you want to do videography, that can be another plan A. You know what I mean? Yes. And through that, you can direct and you can produce and you can do all of these other things and dance at the same time. Like, I could go to set and then a set where I'm dancing and then a set where I'm shooting the same day. Why not? You know what I mean? Yeah. So... That's my advice. Sounds good to me. <laughs> well, do you have any uh, other plans or aspirations for the future that you'd like to share with us? You know, girl, I'm just trying to be really successful. <laughs> yeah. um, That's all we want. Yeah, I hope to be a household name as a director. You know, I think with social media, like the people behind the camera are becoming so much more relevant. Yeah. You know, I follow directors on Instagram and like, look at them like oh my gosh when back in the day we never even knew who these people were no so I want to be a household director choreographer and that's you know that's where I hope to be in like yeah. you know, 15 years perfect well we've covered so much information in this episode um, would you mind just sharing all of your details so that listeners can tune into all the amazing things that you're going to do in your life yeah <laughs> For sure, for sure. Uh, follow me. I'm on Instagram, Becca the Creator. I am on Facebook, but I don't use it a lot. So hit me on Insta. 
Um, but my Facebook is just Becca Nelson. Yeah. Cool. Well, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the Dancer's Guide podcast. Thank you so much for sharing your advice and stories. It's been great. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. Congratulations <laughs> on this. So super dope. Thank you. Yeah. Make sure to check out Becca's Instagram for more details regarding her Dancing on Camera web series at Becca the Creator. If you like what you've heard and wish to help us reach more performers, leave us a rave review on iTunes. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at A Dancer's Guide Official. Our next episode is a little different than what you're used to. I've put together an amazing compilation of advice from our season one guests, so stay tuned for a truly inspirational episode. Always remember, stay confident, be humble. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. <laughs>